Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Kathor Vani brought to you by the Student Alumni Committee of IIM Rohtak. Today we have with us Mr. Shubhra Ghosh. He completed his MBA from our college in 2017, specialization in analytics, finance and marketing. He's also an alumnus of Techno India College of Technology. He's currently working as a senior consultant at Infosys. Prior to this, he worked at Cognizant. We are privileged to have you here with us sir and looking forward to having an insightful session with you handing it over to aditi farooq hello sir so my first question to you is how does your day to day at work look like so my day generally starts at around 6 am it mostly goes through the of status calls towards the very beginning of the day wherein i sort of try to understand how i am placed throughout the day i sort of reach out to the correct people and the pertinent people who would need to know my availability for a lot of meetings uh, which i will get to shortly because that's seemingly all i do uh, according to most people who would see me uh, working from home and post that my meetings more or less start from around 9:15 i have a slew of meetings which are anywhere from what is the status of recruitment what are the status of the various projects running what are the status of various programs running what is burning what is not have we received any good news or more often than not have we received any bad news and if so how we want to make sure that you know uh, the news is propagated proper escalations are done and more or less free emotions are settled um generally i tend to get over with my calls at around lunch time which would be 1:30 after a quick lunch of 15 minutes later i sit down back at my desk mostly doing my individual contributor work uh, towards the evening it's a lot of recruitment uh, it's a lot of other work that goes on in the project itself from your daily stand ups to day to day meetings with the clients making sure that the relationships are going fine the expectations are properly managed probably the calls for the, from the client would end at around 8:30 to 9 which is when i sort of take up the measure for the entire day it's not a very, only a very important day to day to make sure that you do the things that you are meant to do but also you take stock of what is it that you did today uh what was your performance like what went well what did not go so well what is it at the end of the day that you do not understand what is it that you would like to understand better what is it that you understand today that you didn't understand yesterday so i sort of run through that entire exercise a retrospective inside my own head as to how the day went for about 35 minutes make notes have a short catch up with uh, most of the close team members that i work with before i end my day and i will possibly be closing up shop at around 10:30 which is when i take some family time out and have dinner probably catch up some flicks on netflix so yeah that is what my day to day looks like it's- okay so my next question is what are the implications of technological advancements on the consulting industry do you believe that consulting firms are going through a turbulence now it's the job of the consulting firms to make sure that the firms who have existed for a long time are able to make the best of uh, the current situation and move forward so in a way consulting like i told you it's a derived industry right 
whatever other industries go through, it affects us directly. It affects our revenues. It affects the skill sets that we are looking for. It affects the day-to-day -day working of my fellow colleagues and all the partners who have to create strategies five years, 10 years down the line. They have to be really thinking forward, right? In a, in a way, turbulence for most consulting firms who run in a very low inertia environment and their own analysts and their own colleagues are very, very low inertia, right? They can move from zero to whatever speed in the blink of an eye. They have tended to do well. Technology consulting has tended to do well. It's mostly because the kind of colleagues that I work with, they are really adaptable. They are really open to learning new things. The kind of people that I've worked with have reinvented their careers when they were 50, when they were 40, when they were even 60, right? So there is turbulence, but it does not mean that it's a bad thing. It's not always a good thing either because you never quite know where will you be five years from now. So if someone asks you that question during an interview, uh, you'd probably answer, I don't know. Have you checked the Bitcoin rates today? Have you seen where they were five years ago? And yeah, you tend to talk a lot about nothing but not quite saying a lot. But at the end of the day, yes, there is turbulence. It's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just something that we have gotten used to. So moving on to the next question, what do you think are the biggest misconceptions about consulting? First misconception. Consultants use a lot of jargons. Let me tell you this quite clearly. Jargons might get your foot in the door, but they are not going to keep you in the firm. They are not going to keep you performing. So first of all, consulting does not mean complex jargons. It means that you should be able to get everything down to the first principles, but never oversimplify things. Second misconceptions, all of us have to work 120 hours a week. No, we don't always work 120 hours a week. Sometimes maybe it is required, but it's really not the norm. People will be asking you to take your days off. People will be asking you to focus on your mental health. Everyone wants you to perform tomorrow as well. It just does not end today, right? You need to perform well tomorrow as well. And for that, you need your sleep. You need to unwind. You need to know what you did today so that you can do it better tomorrow. Third misconception that I'd like to really bust here is you deal with very difficult people all of the time who would want the world out of you. Guess what, guys? You are not all working for the devil who wears Prada. Some of the people that I've worked with, yes, they're demanding, but one needs to empathize with where they are coming from. Most of their demands tended to be quite well, well placed because they saw things burning. They wanted fires put out. At the very same time, I've worked with very, very chilled out, very laid back people who were not just about to let me go without a deadline, but yeah, I tended to enjoy working with such people who would 
sort of nudge me towards deadlines rather than push me into the fires, so to speak. You will find all sorts of people here, folks. Most people will be quite reasonable with you. The one or two, uh, well, they will always be there. And if they do not come along in your career, you never quite learn the nuances of the job, right? And the last misconception that I'd like to talk about is, well, everyone knows we are not traveling anywhere. I'm not flying all of the time. My passport has not met a printer in probably the last 12 months. Yes, I did quite travel a lot previous to that, but lately it looks like, uh, you know, travel is going to be a deviation from the norm. A norm would pro probably be the meetings that we're having today, right? We are face to face. It's not like you are 1400 kilometers away, which many of you are, but we are still in one room. We are still conversing. So that's the new norm. Uh, not so much travel, glitz and glamour, not so much. But you know what? Consulting is a job that asks quite a bit of you, but it does give you the downtimes as well. Yeah, that's mostly about it. What should a new consultant expect to accomplish in their first year? Depends on you as a consultant, doesn't it? Or depends on anyone who wishes to be a consultant. But yes, uh, whatever be the profession that you choose, make sure that you have great dreams, make sure you have great ambitions, but always keep one foot strongly grounded to the earth. Make sure you understand the realities of the job. Great growth does come to some people, but no one makes partner in just a year. There are exceptions to even what I said. Maybe someone can, but most people do not. You really should be understanding what are your forties by the end of your first year. You really should be understanding where is it that you say no. Consulting will push you to say yes to almost every opportunity that comes along, to almost every engagement that comes along will ask you to push yourself almost every day. But as a consultant, you will need to put your foot down and really understand where your limits lie, not only about the time and the pressures of the job, but also about your own personal mental well-being. You need to say no. By the end of your first year, you should be able to be in a good position to able to say no in a way that is not very harsh. Secondly, you should be in a very good position to be both a good individual contributor, working as a single person in a very large organization, as well as be ready to be a team member, a contributor to a team at a moment's notice. Third thing that you learn, if you get the time for an afternoon siesta. Take it, take it right now. Don't feel guilty about having that afternoon siesta because you never know how long you might be working that evening. So yeah, those are the major things you look to be learning uh, at the end of your first year. Accomplishments will be very, very subjective and will be very different for each person out there, right? Um, some people might be looking at an accomplishment like I want to get there financially. 
that's a good goal to have. Let no one tell you that that's a bad goal or that's shallow. It isn't. It's your goal and it's completely valid. Someone might have a goal of working in an international role. Go for it. If there are opportunities and you can jump on them, sure, by all means. Someone might actually like to, you know, uh, vlog or even blog about their vacations while they're traveling. Well, guess what? Temper your uh, expectations a little bit. You're not traveling that much. So yeah, uh, that, that's about this answer. So the next question is, what would you say are the most important personality traits to be developed by someone to become a good consultant? Right. First of all, I forgot about this misconception. All consultants are extroverts. No, you don't necessarily need to be an extrovert in order to be a good consultant. Um, it's not a really important personality trait. Does it help you? It does, probably, because you know you would be working with a lot of people. So if you tend to get more energy out of such situations, you are probably going to be in a much better shape at the end of your workday. But it's not a deal breaker. I've seen introverts who have excelled in this particular profession as well because introverts make for excellent listeners. And in this industry, the very first trait that is required more than being a good talker is being an excellent listener. Listening for understanding and not for replying. So comprehending things, empathy with the person in front of you, their situation is very, very important. The second trait that will see people go really far is adaptability. Uh, it's a very broad topic, I know. Adaptability is mostly about having your locus of control that is quite external to you. When things go wrong, you don't blame yourself too much. Of course, blame where blames you. You probably did not do things as well as you probably could have done it, but it wasn't all your fault. And when things are a success, it's not because you are an awesome human being, but you know what? Things tended to work out. But yes, you did do 120% that day, didn't you? Having a modicum of modesty as well as confidence where it's due is very, very important. And for a person who is going to be able to adapt to new situations, their locus of control is not too external, not too internal, probably somewhere in the middle. So they really understand and attribute where problems lie or probably what success factors are. So that's another one that's important. The other one that I see quite important as days go by, well, it's about openness to working in new ways. Just because you worked in a way yesterday that tended to be successful, does not mean that that's the only way about going about stuff. You may need to do it very, very differently. How is it different from adaptability? You, it's about adapting to new ways of working, right? It's not just about adapting to new ways of working, but it's also about internalizing the thing. So it's also about being very, very uh, fluid in your approach to things, right? And of course, the last one, it would be of great help 
if you are a very affable person, able to get along with a lot of people, it would be a great help, but you know what? Uh, it's not a deal breaker once again. So those are the major personality traits that I've found out to be quite important. Leadership is not a personality trait. Courage is. Courage is not just about the lack of fear. It is about being fearful, but yet the willingness to go on. It is more about determination. That brings me to the most important personality trait possibly, which is perseverance and consistency. There are two sides to the same coin, really. Perseverance is making sure that you are able to chip away at a very large problem. Consistency is you're able to chip away at the same problem at the same date throughout in the engagement. It's not about being a genius one day and being an absolute uh, imbecile the next day. It's about making sure that you work at a level that you can more or less sustain for quite some time, right? So yeah, I'd say these are the most important personality traits that I've seen that it takes to A, succeed, and B, really be in this space for quite some time. Thank you. So we are done with the formal questions here, and we'll start with the informal questions. Handing it over to Ria. Hi, Shubhru. Hi, Ria. So my first question to you would be, what do you miss about your control life? Routine. Ah, oh, man, I miss routine. So one of the things that I used to love about uh, being in Rotak, even though it wasn't our own campus at that point of time, we were still sharing a campus with MDU, was waking up really early in the morning, going for a run, um, and then coming back just before breakfast was about to be served. And I really missed that atmosphere of just saying good morning to everyone. Hey, I woke up earlier than you did, you know, uh, that kind of gusto. Yes, I'm ready for the day. Uh, let's, let's see what it brings. I really miss that. I miss the, strangely I'll call it, I mean, I used to think it was stupid, but I just see, I miss the simplicity of how little things could make me so happy. Like say, for example, uh, Saturday's Rajma Chawal. Oh my God. I miss that feeling of, yes, Rajma Chawal after such a long time. Or say, for example, towards the uh, end of the week, sneaking out for a bit of chicken biryani. It just tasted like the best thing in the world. Because, hey, at that point of time, the campus was all vegetarian, right? Uh, I'll take all the chicken that I can get, really. I used to, I used to be so happy about those little things, right? Or say, the first dew drops. Uh, at the end of October, you finally can switch off your coolers because guess what? The winters are back. You can definitely have a few foggy days ahead. I miss all of those things. I miss the conversation with my friends in uh, just what used to be the academic block. There was a square in front of that. So we used to gather there, have some chai, have some conversations and I hope this does not get censored from YouTube. We did have a nicotine craving once in a while. So it used to always help with tea. So yeah, I definitely miss those conversations. I miss the little things more than the big things, you know? 
sure, infusion was great. Sure, marathon was awesome. And being in the route committee at that point of time, I used to be able to get out, you know, have the license to go out on a bike and see that the route was properly done and even run the course once in a while to see if I still had it. I used to love to run. I still do like to run. Probably don't as much as you can see from my third or fourth chin. Uh, I don't run as much as I used to, but yeah, I definitely miss those things. And all the while that I do talk to my friends uh, over phone, sometimes we have video calls, even some meetups in the city when it's allowed, I will definitely be talking about those things and thinking about visiting the new campuses, well, if that's allowed. Next question to you is, what are the best things you learn while being a Kathor? Never take things too personally. Is something that you learn during your initial days of Aramb. You know, when the seniors get too much in your face, eh, that's really about taking yourself a little less seriously than you have done so far. Most of you people are achievers. You have been on the top of your games most of your life, right? Guess what? You are with achievers across the country, all put in one place. And if you take things too hard too soon, you're not going to have a good time. So that's the first thing that I learned. It's also something that I've taken to heart, not to take, think, take myself too seriously. The second thing that I learned is, as, as hot as the summers may be, uh, the fog is definitely going to make up for it. You are definitely going to have some good times. No matter how bad it seems today, tomorrow may bring with it something worse, but it may bring with it something better. So it's never a good idea to get too stuck to the present, but do enjoy your present to be in the moment, but make sure that you don't get, get on too hard on yourself. The other thing that I run, learned is probably about resilience. So resilience, perseverance, determination, the willingness to go on. These are things that are really drilled into most of our heads. They are not CV points. They are, they are objectives that apply to each one of you, right? And you do learn while you are a time product about these things. So yeah, these are definitely some of the best things uh, that uh, came about from my experience while I was at Armbrother. Of course, I'm missing out on quite a few things, uh, like the importance of having very, very good group of friends that you can take to night canteen. We did have something called the night canteen, and it was a very big picture in our lives, so to speak. Not all days did we keep up till very late at night because we had assignments. On some days, it was just because that this night was so good, you just don't want to let go of it. That conversation is so good, you just do not want to get let go of it. Or maybe that debate was so well firing you up, that you want to debate with him a little bit more or her a little bit more while making sure it does not come to punches, right? So yeah, these are things you learn, right? Uh, learn to have a very good group of friends around you and it would even be better if 
those friends who are willing to debate with you on things as well. Are there any books that you would like to suggest? Asking the right questions is one book. It's definitely something I keep with myself on my desk. So this is a guide to critical thinking. It's actually a book that is very much to do with academia and not so much to do with non-fiction part of the world. It's written by M. Neil Brown and Stuart M. Keeley. They're both professors. And also another book that I would love for people to read, I always suggest this book to everyone, is Siddhartha by Herman Hesse. The other book, if you do tend to like dark fiction, is Nausea by James Sartre. And uh, possibly, if possible, uh, do read a bit of Albert Camus if Sartre has got you down. But yeah, other than philosophy, I would definitely suggest read a few books about economics made easy. Free economics is a book very oft quoted and very often many of you would have read. So if you do read the books by Gladwell, Malcolm Gladwell, you will find you learn a lot of things in a very fun way, right? And yeah, it's it's mostly it's mostly around those books that I've kept myself to. I do listen to quite a few podcasts about history, uh, podcasts about philosophy, podcasts about geopolitics. Yeah, let's not go there. Let's take a left field turn. Uh, podcasts about life in general. Uh, there are quite a good few podcasts by a few of our alums. I like taking it slow. Yeah, Vivek Parashar, you owe me a drink, mate. Coffee will do. So yeah, uh, those are the kind of things that I enjoy. I tend to learn from them as well, as well as enjoying them. All right. Uh, my next question to you would be, what's currently in your bucket list, if any? Currently in my bucket list? Uh, well, it's mostly around things uh, again. Uh, getting to the campus for an Illuminati event maybe seeing all of you there in campus during infusion, maybe, you know, having that Delhi chill or NCR chill down to your bones while some band performs upon stage. And yeah, uh, maybe have a few friends over who would also enjoy the chill with a chai and a few conversations. But getting into more important things, no, I do not have a dark trip on my mind, even though I definitely want to get back on two wheels. Um, no trips as such, no Instagram stories for me. My bucket list would mostly be, I just want to see things returning to some sort of normal. Well, it's not just something that's personal to me, it's something that all of you are looking forward to, I'm sure. All right, uh, now we'll move forward to a rapid fire round. I'll give you a couple of words and whatever comes to your mind, you have to just tell us straight away. You can't take much time, I hope. All right, uh, beginning with it, the first word is deadlines. Yesterday. Presentations. As good as you can make it. Six words. Faster. Late nights. Library. 
early mornings oops all about the place kathor way of life projects uh some things to look forward to as well as not infusion enjoyment thank you ushabro for taking time uh, from your busy schedule and being with us today it was a great pleasure learning and listening from your experiences uh, we are grateful for having you as the guest of the day thank you so much once again and for much uh, more engaging sessions of kathovani stay tuned we'll be back soon